we have been talking for the last few weeks about if-then. All through Scripture are if-then statements. If you will do this part, then God will do this part. If you will do this, then this will happen. And I want to encourage you that God is a God of action. God wants you to move. And I want to back up to even what we just talked about in the, in the baby dedication if you have not made a commitment to Christ, if you, have, if you have not confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, then you are not saved. You have to make a decision. You can't, make it, you can't ride on your parents' coattails. And let me tell you, I tried to do that. I tried to live on my parents' religion, on what my parents believed. And there came a time when hell hit me so hard that my parents weren't there to pick me up from it. And I had a decision to make. You have some decisions to make and you need to make those according to the Lord. You need to, you need to receive Christ today. Don't wait any longer. It's too good. I was just talking to Ron and Sarah, Ron Nelson, about Dave Ramsey. And people were coming over and showing them their homework. And all I could say to these people that were walking up is, this is going to change your life. There's no way for me to really share with you this excitement that I have for you and what's in store for you. But if you haven't received Christ and you're considering it, it is going to change your life. You will never be the same. Never. And you will have someone that will have your back to the end. He will be with you. He won't run off from you when the storms come. Have you ever had that friend that everything's good, they're around you when, they're, when everything's good, but when things go bad, they're nowhere around? That's not God. I'm so excited for you and what God has for you. And I can't express it. I can't share with you how much excitement I have for you. I look around this room and I just, I just get overwhelmed with what God is doing and what God can do in your life. But with these if-then statements, as I was talking about action, it, the, the scripture says if you will just open the door, he'll come in. But you have to open the door. If you do the if part, God's on the hook for the then part. But if you don't do the if part, you cannot stand on the then part. As Christians, we know the then, we just don't know the if. Or we know the then, but we won't do the if. But we expect the then. We expect that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Well, if you're not fulfilling the if part of that scripture, I, I would doubt that that's what you are. Even though you're speaking it out, you've got to do the if. Are you all with me? There's something funny about today, about it being so cold. Nobody's responding. It's like you're still frozen. Does anybody need a word? Okay. All right, I've been trying to give you guys a, uh, a quote each week, and I've got one for you today. I came up here unprepared. If y'all know me, that drives me nuts. I am prepared, but let me catch up. Here we go. Obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. Don't tell uh, God how big your mountain is. Tell the mountain how big your God is. Let's go. we got a mountain to climb. Let's go climb it. Let's go get through it. 
I want to give you a little shout out today for some people from our church. That we got some celebrities in the house. They're not here today, but they're going to be on David Letterman this Friday. Judah and the Lion are going to be on David Letterman Friday night um, on the Letterman Show at 1030. Now, I want to encourage you, record it and just watch the last four minutes of the show. I have no idea what's going to come before it, and I'm not on the hook. I'm not responsible for your kids watching that portion of the show. But if you watch this portion of the show, I will be responsible for that. And I'm not so sure I should even say that. But we, they have such a great opportunity. Judah is my nephew, my sister's son. Um, he has led worship in our youth the four years that he was in high school. He's led worship even before you here on stage. I'm just so excited about what the Lord's doing in them. So a little bit of family news. All right. As we go into these if-then statements... I've been trying very hard to make sure that we are hitting where we are. What are you dealing with? What do you face today? And I want to ask you this question because this is the question that I had. When I have a problem, who can I talk to? Is there someone I can talk to? Who can I ask for help? Who do I ask for help? And who can really help? Who really can help me? Do you ever reach that point where you come to the end of your rope and you just need someone to talk to? Someone that really can help? Someone that really does have answers? Now I want you to know I can ask a lot of people stuff and they will give me answers, but I'm looking for the right answer. How many of you know a lot of times the people that you ask don't give you the right answer? My question is, who has the right answer for me? Well, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 21, Jesus answered them and said, Assuredly, I say to you that if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Let's pray. Father, I just right now acknowledge your word as truth. Lord, we just acknowledge that this is your word and that we we are here to receive it. We are here to receive a word from you. And right now, I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you teach us. You are the teacher. We just give you the right to speak directly into our hearts. And Lord, let us not have hard hearts. Let us not have deaf ears, but have open ears to hear the steps that you're giving us today. Because, Lord, your word says um, that the steps of the righteous man that you give, uh, you give us those steps, Lord. The righteous man, you give us those steps. The steps of the righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And we're looking for steps today. Thank you, Lord. Teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, what are you in need for? Who here has a need? I have a need. Do you have a need? Can you say that, I have a need? Do you really? Okay, good. I'm going to come back to that. I have a need. Our part is learning to ask. Our part is asking. You must ask. Your part is asking and believing. That's the faith part from last week, the mustard seed. Uh, Zach at staff meeting was talking about how he could not keep a hold of his mustard seed through the whole sermon. He kept dropping it. Did anybody else drop their mustard seed? 
How easy is it for you to drop your mustard seed of faith? It's so easy. All it takes is a challenge to show up in your marriage and you can't find your mustard seed anywhere. Forgot you even had one. Mustard seed, what mustard seed? All I can think about is what she just said to me. And all of a sudden, we're on the wrong page. Don't lose that mustard seed. How do we not lose that mustard seed? We get in the Word and we stay in the Word and we keep reading the Word until it is in us. That way when the button is pushed, we're not looking for our mustard seed. It's there. It's there. Man, I love encouragement. You keep on going, Jeff. Got to be careful. I stay on target because I'll just go off on a tangent. Somebody encourages me. Watch out. What are you in need for? Your part is the asking. You already said you have a need, right? So you're gonna have, we're going to have some action to put with that need in just a minute. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. I love this. Oh, I didn't put that up for you, did I? Oh, well. Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Who does the asking? Who does the believing? Who does the receiving? Good. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. What does that mean? Don't worry. Everybody say, don't worry. worry. Who here has a problem with worry? Who here worries about worrying? (laughs) Who here worries when you have nothing to worry about? We've got issues, don't we? You know, we laugh. I'm not kidding. It ruins relationships. It ruins progress. It ruins churches. It ruins your kids. Be anxious for nothing. That doesn't leave any room for worry. Don't worry about anything. But in everything. Everybody say everything. So, we are not allowed to worry about anything But in everything, in prayer and supplication, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. In prayer and supplication. Supplication means the action of asking or begging for something with humility. That's what supplication is. The action of asking or begging. You remember the person went knocking on the door for the master because their friend needed bread? And they had to keep knocking and had to keep knocking. And the guy didn't want to get out of bed, but they kept knocking until he bugged them to death to get up. Would you please go away? Here's the bread. God likes you to get after it. God loves for you to get after him. Get after him. Let him know what you need. In prayer and supplication, the action of begging, begging, knocking, asking. Don't worry. With thanksgiving, while you're asking. How many of you have ever had your child come up to you and ask you for something with a thankful, humble heart? I can't keep from giving them what they ask for. I believe we are created in God's image, and when we ask the right way, He can't wait to pour it out on us. 
when my kids come to me with the right attitude, asking for the right things, even if I can't afford it at the time, I will figure out some way to do it. God's given me the provision and the way to provide for my kids. So if they come asking in the right way, God, what am I going to do? Well, God, thanks for asking. This is what you should do. Boom. All of a sudden, I, when, I, when my child asks the right way, I love to give. It is God's great pleasure to bless you with his blessing. Did you know that? That's scripture. His good pleasure. He loves to give to you. But have you ever had your child ask you the wrong way? I mean, come hell or high water, you're not getting that. There's nothing you can do that's going to make me do that. No way. Come that way, forget it. So we've got to ask with thanksgiving. I have reason to be thankful. Maybe I can come up with a reason in the past of being thankful. Or the fact that I have someone to go ask that loves me. I can be thankful just for the relationship. And know that I'm asking according to his word. And knowing that his word says he will do it. And I trust him. And Lord, I'm thankful that you're going to do it. With thanksgiving. James chapter 4 verse 2 says you lust and you don't have you murder and covet and cannot obtain you fight and war yet you do not have because you do not ask don't let that one go over you too quick you do not have because you don't ask you ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasures two things going on here first thing is you you don't have because you don't ask God wants you to ask. I'll tell you, I don't get things that I don't ask for. But I've got a much better chance of getting something if I ask for it. I have a great history of asking. If you've ever been around me and you have something that I like, I'll ask for it. But I can also take a no. If I throw a fit over a no, you're not going to take me the right. You're going to take me just as a spoiled little brat. I can take a no, but I can also take a yes. Can anyone take a yes? Can you take a no? You know what? God says no. We've had some of this child teaching that you're not supposed to tell your kids no. That's stupid. There's a time to say no. Parents, there's a time to say no. God says no. Praise God he says no. No is not easy to take though. Um, I had a friend who had a, a place in uh, Marco Island when we were having such a struggle in our finances coming into the ministry, and I didn't, we didn't have anywhere to go on vacation, and, and uh, I just uh, I said to God, I said, God, if this guy calls me, and now I'm giving God a if then, if this guy calls me, I'm going to ask, can I stay in his place? And if y'all know me at all, I don't like to, I don't like to mooch. I just said I, I don't mind to ask, but I'm a little bit torn there and the guy never calls me he, he only call I, the only time I would talk to this guy is when I would call him and sure enough two weeks before when we were going to start at the church as a worship le worship leader he called me and you know I didn't get the place right then I had to now ask I, I, I'd said God if you'll just have him call me well he had him call me 
I'm like, God, can he just go ahead and just say, can, you can just have my place? He said, no, you, you said you said you got to ask. The guy's just not going to offer it up to me. He doesn't even know I need it. doesn't even know I want it. So I'm like, shoot, God, why didn't you just do it all for me? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if I just showed up and Amazon.com just delivered all my blessings to me, just without me asking, and there they all are. Prime shipping, free shipping, two days there. But you know what I asked? The guy said, sure, it's not being used at all. I'd be glad for you to have it. Two weeks, Marco Island, it was just, it was just God. It wasn't this guy. It was God. But I wouldn't have got it if I hadn't asked for it. You've got to ask. You've got to ask. You don't have because you don't ask. But you know what's so neat is that the Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So now you say, okay, problem. We don't have because we don't ask. But God already knows what we need. Where's the hang-up? The hang-up is God wants you to ask Him for it. God wants to see that you are dependent on Him. God wants to know that you're not dependent on yourself, you're dependent on Him. And He wants to hear it out of your mouth. Do you know that it's hard to speak something out of your mouth if your heart's not there? It's hard to apologize to your wife when you don't really mean it. It's hard to say things if your heart's not really there. And God knows if you'll ask Him, your heart is there. For guys especially, to ask directions or to ask for anything, it's got to be pretty desperate. And God responds to desperate. God responds to your asking. He wants you to ask. And what's so cool is the need that you guys said you had, he already knows it. He just needs to hear it from you. He doesn't just need to hear the need. He needs to hear your need of him in that need. Do you hear me? You need to ask him to fulfill that need in your life. Your father already knows what you need before you ask. But if we go back to James chapter 4, it also says we can ask amiss. Did y'all see that? We have not because we ask not, but also we can ask amiss. There is a way that you can ask that's the wrong way. God has a way, and he's given us clear instructions of how to ask. So we need to ask his way. What's his way? It's his word. We ask according to his word. Ask according to his will. Do you know that this is God's will? Think about your will that you've written for your children when you die. It lays everything out of how you want things to be done. This is God's will. He has given us his will and he has shown us how to follow and how to, how to get what he has for us. I have made every provision, the Lord would say, for you at the cross. Every provision. And here is the way to receive it. But do you know if my children come to me the wrong way, ask the wrong way, they will not get it. If you go to the Lord and ask the wrong way according to your way, not according to His way, you're not going to get it. It says that He is watching over His Word so that He can perform it. The Lord said to me, you have seen well for I am watching over my Word to perform it. He's not watching over your Word. He's watching over His Word. He will perform His Word. So we have to ask his way. Kids, y'all want something from me? Ask the way I need to be asked, not the way you want it. That may sound so conceited. It's not. It's what will work. 
we think, sit here and think, God, you should do this for me, and you should do this for me, and you should do this for me, and that's all I need. I'll go do my own thing. Well, God said, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the way I said for you to do it. And now you're going to blame me for not getting what you've asked for. And let me just say, the Lord would say, that's not my fault. I've given you clear instruction for the clear pathway of the blessing to reach you. It's clear and it's doable and you can do it. But it will only be done my way, the Lord would say. Only my way. No one comes to the, to, to the Father except through Christ. No one. You can't squeak through that one. You can't fake your way through that one. What is the Lord's will? He will fulfill it. He is watching over His Word. What does that mean if we have to do it His way? That means we have to do it His way, His will. We have to ask. We have to ask His way. We have to know His way. We have to learn His way. We have to go His way. We have to ask His way. What is that in a nutshell? It's following Him. That is the definition of a Christian, a Christ follower. Are you following Christ or do you just come to church and expect the blessings to show up at your home? The purpose of the church is to show you how to follow Christ. Do you follow Christ? Let's follow him. I just, I just want to encourage you just a minute as Elizabeth comes up. There is a way to ask. There is a way to ask. And what you are faced with today, there is a way to ask for help. There is God's way, and it's the only way. There is a way. You have a way for your step to whatever the challenge is that you're facing today. There is a right answer. I promise. Okay, so um, talking about prayer and backing up to that scripture, um, it's Matthew. I think it's Matthew 6 is what it was. Um, that the Father knows the things that you need before you even ask. And um, I just want to share with you guys that... Um, Pastor Paul and I had had a really down time. We've, we've talked about this before. You guys know our story. But in ministry, we were in a very dark period. And um, needless to say, um, I felt very forsaken. And I don't know if you've ever felt forsaken, but it's a horrible feeling. Um, but I felt very forsaken. And, um, and I knew I wasn't forsaken because I knew the promises of the Lord. Um, but I was in a place where I didn't even really know what I needed. You know, I was so low and, um, and probably like no, no one, I never had like a clinical diagnosis of depression, but I would have to say, I think I was depressed, um, just low. And I remember, you know, you know enough about God that you keep running back to the Lord and you know, like, this is where my hope comes from. I'm going to keep going. But I can tell you I didn't even know what to ask for. I didn't even know. All I knew is, Lord, just don't leave us. Like, I just can't be like this for the rest of my life. 
And, you know, God was so good um, talking about a prayer mantra. And, you know, the circle maker, he talks about praying the same word over and over and over. You know, that you find these things that you always pray for your family. And I think Isaiah 54 has definitely been that way for me. And I stayed in that word, and I prayed that word, and I prayed that word. But you know what happened? Is God began to show himself so big. And I'm going to connect my Father God once again to my earthly daddy. Because Father God sent my daddy. And you know what my dad started to say to me? Is he started saying stuff like, just the things that he says, because I'm his girl, you know, just like, I love you, I want you to be happy, I want you to be happy, you're a smart girl, you're a good girl, you know, just trying to build me up, what can we do, what can we do, and you know what, he made a way for me, my father God in heaven sent my earthly father to make a way for me in the middle of hell. And I remember getting the word of, Lord, of the Lord in the middle of that. I remember hearing, when you're walking through hell, keep walking. That was like my word for that year. Okay, we're going through hell. Just keep walking. Isn't this encouraging word this morning? <laughs> if you're walking through hell, keep going. Don't quit. Isn't that the truth, though? When you're walking through hell, don't stop there. So I'm, so I'm you know, trying to make it, trying to make it, trying to make it. And my dad says to me, I'll pay for you to go back to school. And I thought, well, that actually sounds pretty good. I don't think I could do that, though. I mean, I don't even think I could read anything and retain it at this stage in my life. How in the world could I go back to school and, you know, work towards higher education? I said, yeah, you can. You're really smart. I have complete confidence in you. I'm going to send you back to school. And you know what? He did that for me. And through that experience, you know what? I didn't know I needed that. I had no idea that that's what I needed, but it's what I needed. And as I started to step into that plan, it was like I stepped into my destiny. I can't even explain to you what it was like for me to step into that world because I stepped into my destiny, and it was from there. And Isaiah 54 makes so much more sense because it talks about the woman um, who was barren, and enlarging her territory. And you know what I see? I minister to students every day, all day. Every day, all day. <laughs> Did that make sense? I do. I pray with students. Like, it's not part of my job, but it's what I do. And let me just back up and say, going back to school enabled me to do that. And I couldn't see that. I could not see that. But you know what? More than that, it gave me a purpose and a place, and it gave me a fulfillment that I really needed, and it gave me a place, like, like all the pieces just began to fit together in our life. And so I just want to say that sometimes you get in a place and you don't know what you need. And I just want to say that it's a really good place to be. It's really kind of the best place to be, because all of a sudden you realize, like, for me, two worlds have collided, and it's been education and ministry. And it's been the coolest thing in the whole wide world that I didn't see coming. And, and really, it happened through one of our most desperate times. And I think it made us stronger in the long run, but I didn't see that. So, so I just want to encourage you, if you don't know what to pray, 
good. If you can't see the future, good. If you're in hell, keep walking because it gets a lot better. And God is so good and he makes a way. And maybe you don't have a daddy who's going to come around and say, I'll pay for you to go back to school, but you'll have something. You will have something. God will provide for you in some way. He will send you a laborer. He will send you a vision. He will send you something. And for me, it just happened to be that, and it opened the door to beautiful stuff. And just so I can tell you, I really feel called by God to be here. And I want to say that I'm reading literature about families and children that's steeped, just brace yourself, last night in Buddhism. And as I read it, and I know the mind of Christ that God has given me, and I think I'm called. I'm here for a purpose because I'm supposed to write stuff that isn't based in this. And so it's for a purpose. And it came out of a very big grief time in my life. So praise the Lord. There's my story for today. Amen. Keep walking. Don't give up. Let me just say, you can make a decision to stay in hell or you can walk out of it. You can stay there. The Lord will allow you to make that decision to stay there. Or you can walk out of it. And God will give you every provision for the way out. Every provision for the way out. Um, I want to give you a, a quote. I'm going to skip ahead a couple of scriptures. Maki, can you get to... Wayne Gretzky once said, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. If you don't take a shot, you have no chance of making it, right? Just as a sports analogy, but I want to also throw at you that 100% of the prayers that you don't pray won't be answered. The prayer that Elizabeth and I had back a few years ago was, Lord, we don't know what to do, but we're not going to make it without you. So what did we do? We just started digging. We started praying for each other. We got in the word together, also alone, and the Lord made a way from, one, from the worst time in our marriage and in our, in, really in my life, I believe in your life. And, and God, God wants to move miraculously in your life, but you got to walk out of hell. 100% of the prayers that you don't pray won't get answered. So as, as I close this morning, do y'all mind, I, I hate to ask this, but I, I'm going to ask it today, do y'all mind to just whatever you've got to do to get with God right now, if you bow your heads and close your eyes or you just, you just um, whatever it is that you do, I want you to get back in your mind what that need was. What is that need? You may have more than one, that's fine. God can handle more, God can handle more than one. But you got to tell him what they are. He is said to make known your requests. I just ask you right now between you and the Lord, just go ahead and tell him what those are. And I want you to tell them verbally. You can just kind of whisper it if you want. But speak it out of your mouth. Lord, Church on the Hill needs this building to be completely paid for called us to build this building and Lord if you've called us to build it then you'll pay for it 
Maybe it's a healing issue that you have. And let me just say, you may not know Christ. You may be here today kind of on the fence, not really knowing about this God thing. That's fine. I want to I encourage you to give God a chance to meet your need right here. Scripture tells us that Jesus came to heal all the sick. Jesus came to heal all the sick. If you've got a prayer need, if you've got a need, a health need, would you go ahead and just ask him, Jesus, I don't know you, but the pastor's saying that your word says that you, you're a healer. Lord, would you heal my cancer? Would you heal my migraines? Would you heal depression or bipolar? Would you heal the ailment, heart disease? Would you heal this aching ankle that I have? Lord, heal this uh, hip injury that I'm battling. Lord, I just, I just lay it before you right now and say, Lord God, your word says that you are Jehovah Rophi. You are the Lord, our healer. And I ask you for healing. Maybe your marriage is falling apart. Would you just go ahead and lift that up to him? Lord, I ask you for a godly marriage. I ask you to restore my marriage. I ask you to break all unhealthy relationships in my life. Just lay those before you. Would you ask? You have not because you ask not. Now let me just pray for you. Father, as those that have been faithful to ask, I just ask you according to your word to begin to meet that need. Give that next step. Send that daddy that wants to pay for school. Open that door that's been shut. Lord, show them the next step. Now, church, you've got to take that step and start walking out of hell. Take that step. I thank you, Lord, for hope. I thank you, Lord, for hope. I thank you, Lord, for faith and the confidence of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. We can't see how you're going to do it. We have hope that you will do it. Move in our lives, Lord. Move in our lives, Lord. If you didn't share with him what your need was, but you want to now, share now. Don't wait. I have a need. Meet my need. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord was sharing something in my time within this week, um, and I think it fits so much with what Pastor Paul was just saying.